Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, I really do appreciate you you listening to the show and showing your support. So if this is your first time listening, thank you so much. Um, make sure you go back through and have a look at some of the old episodes or have a listen to them. There's plenty of value there, whether it's just me talking or whether it's me interviewing some of the incredible guests we've had on the show. There's value there for everyone. If you're someone that listens every single week, um, thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Today's episode is going to be on glutes and, and the best ways you can make sure you're using your glutes efficiently when training because I think a lot of people have trouble with this and a lot of the people I work with, a lot of people that come in to see me have trouble using their glutes and hamstrings but you know I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast previously but you know poor glute strength or not being able to activate your glutes or not having your hips in a position where your glutes can fire can lead to a number of problems. Now if you're an athlete it's your worst nightmare. You're going to lose speed. You're going to lose power. Um, you know, you're not going to be at your best in terms of performance. For everybody in general, even if it is an athlete, um, you know, if your glutes aren't firing and they're not in a position to fire and they're not strong, then the chances are you are going to experience some lower back pain. Um, whether or not you know your lower back's firing before your glutes when you're running and jumping, which is obviously going to cause pain. Whether you've just got tight. Uh, hip flexors, which, which is going to put, pull your pelvis into anterior pelvic tilt, which can cause a lot of back pain as well, and a lot of a lot of discomfort and poor posture. Um, but it can also lead to you know the the, the tight hip flexors and, and being in a poor pelvic position can lead to a lot of issues in terms of things like hamstring tears um, and and just getting to the point where your glutes don't want to fire and they're not going to cooperate. So what I've done this episode on today um, is how we can, you know, I've got down here five of the best ways that we can make sure that our glutes are working efficiently when we do train. Um, so this is going to be a, a high value episode. So make sure you tune in. If you need to write notes, write notes or listen to it again, whatever it is. As always, if you think that somebody you know could benefit from this episode in particular, please do share it with them. Um, I'd love if you could take a screenshot of today's show and post it up on your Instagram story. I might throw in there as well. Um, ever since I moved this podcast across to uh, Wooshka, which for you guys means absolutely nothing, but um, for me, it's just a different platform of me being able to upload. I think I moved the show across about a year and a half in, and we're at about three years or just over now. Um, and since moving over to Wooshka, um, by the time you're listening to this episode, we will have passed a million downloads, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, I'm, I'm really stoked with that, and it's awesome to know that so many people are listening. Um, and it's just cool. Like, uh, if you've listened to the show before, you would know kind of a bit of a story about how I started the show, and that was literally just kind of me starting to listen to podcasts and then deciding that um, I would start my own and literally kind of just looking up on Google how to start a podcast and following the steps and in you know, one day went and bought a, a microphone, set up my podcast, submitted it to iTunes, and by the end of the week, I'd had, you know, three episodes out already, and since then, have not missed one show um, per week in, like I said, three years, so it's been fun, and I think people have been able to gain a lot of value, which is sweet, but yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there, and also, I've had a lot of people request, um, you know, me to do a show on actually how to start a podcast and what you need and all that type of stuff, so I think I might do an episode on that very soon, obviously, it's not 
anything to do with health and fitness, but I think for people that want to hear it, it'd be helpful because it's so, so, so easy. Um, you don't need much equipment at all. You can do it anywhere, anytime, anybody can do it. And if you think that no one, you know, if you think that what you have to say is not important or people wouldn't listen to it, you're wrong because there is a niche for absolutely everything. I didn't think that anyone would give two shits about what I had to say when I started mine. I just did it anyway. And now people listen every single week. So if I can do it, um, you can definitely do it as well. All right, so let me get stuck into these five ways you can use your glutes efficiently. So number one is to release hip flexors and improve your hip mobility. Um, you know, tight hip, flex, tight hip flexors is not only the most common cause of lower back pain, but it can also lead to hamstring tears, which I've also said um, at the start of this show. So, you know, a big focus for myself, a big focus for my clients before their sessions is to spend time um, and effort putting into releasing the hip mo their hip flexors um, and also through your TFL around the side of your hips as well to make sure um, that we're getting our pelvis in a position that is going to allow our glutes to actually fire. So one of my go-to hip mobility drills, as you would have seen on my social media if you follow it, is the kettlebell hip flexor release where you have a ke heavy kettlebell on the floor um, with the handle facing up. The only reason it's heavy is so it doesn't tip over. You lay all of your weight um, onto your hip flexor across the handle of the kettlebell, rolling kind of from the hip flexor to TFL, just from side to side making sure that you're putting as much weight as you can into that hip to try and release your hips and, and open up. Um, it's kind of like a form of soft tissue um, or deep tissue massage, sorry. And it's really, really effective. So I'll spend one or two minutes each side on that kettlebell. Once I get off, I'll then do a hip stretch for another 30 to 60 seconds. And there may be a few other things I throw in there as well. But that is like the priority for me before I start lower body, and it should be for anybody. Um, you spend a lot of time in the opposite position um, opposite position where your, your hip, flexors, hip flexors are shortened and tightened, which is what causes that kind of poor posture and the anterior pelvic tilt in the first place. So why not spend um, at least a few minutes before your session trying to loosen them off and give yourself the best opportunity to allow your glutes and hamstrings to actually work properly um, and fire. Uh, number two is to externally rotate your feet and knees on lower body movements such as squats, lunges, deadlifts, and hip thrusts. Um, so what I mean by that, so um, it's what we refer to as abduction. And the best way to remember the difference between abduction and adduction is abduction is taking away like you're abducting someone and adduction is adding or bringing things back in towards the body like you're adding it closer to the body. Um, that is so irrelevant and you probably don't give a fuck about that, but I thought I'd just add it in there. Um, but as I said, number two, externally rotate feet and knees on lower body movements such as squats, lunges, deadlifts, hip thrusts. What I mean by that on a squat, most people can immediately improve their squat form and change the way they feel their squats and take away their lower back pain, their knee pain by spreading their stance a little bit wider, rotating their feet out and making sure knees are facing the same way that toes are facing so that when you squat, you're opening up your hips. A lot of people squat with their feet straight and their knees straight and not many people have good enough mobility to be able to squat like that and still fire in their glutes and activate their glutes. Um, another thing I like to tell people, or a bit of a cue I like to tell people on squats and deadlifts, and um, not so much lunges, but definitely squats and deadlifts, is to think about trying to push the floor apart with your feet. So again, you're trying to externally rotate through the hips so that your glutes fire. And even if you, like literally wherever you are right now, unless you're driving, um, if you're driving, then please don't do this. Otherwise, stand up exactly where you are right now, Turn your stand up with your feet straight. Now rotate your feet out a little bit and put your hands on your glutes. And I guarantee that they're already firing and you're not even doing anything. 
Now bring your feet even wider and try and push the floor apart and see how much your glutes actually fire up. So it's a very small cue and it's not something that's hard to do, but it can make a world of difference. Um, so give that a go. Um, I find that has been an absolute game changer for me. It is for a lot of people. You know, even I caught up with a friend of mine, a good friend of mine the other day who um, is a professional athlete and hasn't been squatting over the past couple of years because of hip problems. And, you know, we literally just widened his stance, opened his, um, his stance up a little bit, rotated his feet out, uh, made a few tweaks with the squat form. But just by opening up that stance, had no pain in his hips, no pain in his knees, was feeling in his glutes um, in a way that he's never felt it before. And it's a very simple cue. Um, now, all of a sudden, you know, he's got a He's an elite athlete who potentially could improve his performance just by making that one very small change, which is going to make a world of difference. So that is number two. Okay, number three is to activate slash wake up the glutes before you start your workout. Um, and this is very simple. And this kind of pairs on with number one where we do the mobility first. Um, you know, I guess my... My little sequence that I do before a lower body session, and again, as I said before, this applies for clients and anyone listening as well, is prefer is first to do some SMR, so self-myofascial release, which is things like foam rolling, spiky ball, the kettlebell release, which I said before, then go into some mobility, so some form of mobility drills or stretches, and then finish off that sequence with activation. We can do the same for upper body as well. It's not just glutes, but activating the glutes, I find, is so, so, so fucking important. Um, we need, to, you know, there's a number of ways you can do it. Obviously, the most effective, and you would have seen this a lot if you follow any of my stuff, is to use some form of resistance band or glute band, doing things like crab walks, um, knee abductions, doing hip thrusts, glute bridges, squats, exercises where you have to fire your glutes with a little bit of tension from that band and also making sure that you're you're getting your pelvis in the right position, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, but getting your body in a position where the glutes are doing the work and you're not letting the quads, knees or lower back take over, which a lot of people um, unfortunately do, which most of the time is due to that tight, um, the tight hips and the hip mobility. Excuse me for one second, I'm just having a sip of my smoothie. Made the world's best smoothie before. Give it a go if you want. It's uh, light milk, some protein powder, mixed berries, ice. Um, I actually put in some Halo Top and, um, of course, peanut butter. Peanut butter has to go with everything, um, but the smoothie is very good. That's going completely off track. But that's number three. Activate slash wake up the glutes before you start your workout. You know, Usain Bolt wouldn't rock up to the 100-meter sprint final in the Olympics. Just get out of his car, go and listen to some music, have a look around and go out to the track and then just sprint 100 meters as fast as he could. He takes the time to make sure his body's warmed up, he activates, he fires, he makes sure that he's neurologically ready to go before he starts. His muscles are warmed up, they're activated and everything's firing it needs to fire because that's going to be the difference between whether or not you have a good workout or a shit workout or whether or not you feel it in the muscles you're meant to feel it in or you feel it in the muscles that you're not meant to feel it in. So it is absolutely detrimental and something that is extremely important. Number four is think about drawing belly button in towards the spine to maintain a neutral pelvis. I briefly touched on this in number three. Um, this is a cue that I use a lot. That anterior pelvic tilt, even if you do loosen off your hip flexors, you know, just naturally you're probably just used to you know, the habit of having your pelvis tucked forward. You want to try and pull that back. So the cue I use is pull belly button in towards the spine, um, tuck that pelvis back to make sure your pelvis is in a position that's going to allow your glutes to fire properly and also to keep your hamstrings um, from being overstretched. Now, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the show before, um, but you know, and this is something that I learned 
um, a few years ago and it made a big difference for me. And it's funny now that I know this, seeing, seeing the effects of it on professional athletes, amateur athletes, and just everybody in general, is that if your hip flexors are tight and you are in anterior pelvic tilt, which a lot of people are, not only does it slightly compress the lower back, it also stretches out the hamstrings. So our hamstrings are attached um, at the top of the hip, so they pull forward as well. So, you know, I'm sure you've probably been um, in this position before, or at least you've heard someone say it. You know, my, my hamstrings are so tight, they're always tight. So you see that one person continually stretching their hamstrings over and over and over again because they're so tight all the time. And then that person goes and pulls a hamstring, or they go try and run, or they go try and play a game of footy or basketball, whatever it is, and they do a hamstring. And you see it a lot in the AFL with players doing the hammies all the time when it just shouldn't happen. And a lot of the time, that can be due to tight hip flexors and the pelvis not being in the right position because your hamstrings are overstretched. That's why they feel tight. So if you think about then going to sit there and stretch your hamstrings even further, you're, you're lengthening the hamstrings even more and overstretching them even more. So when you go to sprint, there shouldn't be any surprise that you're a lot more likely to pull the hamstring, tear it, um, strain it, whatever it is. So the pelvis is extremely important in regards to using your glutes efficiently. Number five, and we are nearly there. This is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode, but I think it's extremely valuable, as I said before, is that you should focus on your form. And this is something I repeat as well. is perfect rep every rep. That should be playing over and over in your mind. The cues that you should be thinking about on every single exercise, what your, your body position should be, the the amount of effort and force you're putting into each and every single rep, the tempo, um, you know, not rushing, and but still trying to put in maximum effort when you need to. These are all extremely, extremely important factors of whether or not you're going to be using your glutes and getting the most out of them. You know, I talked um, this week to a few different clients about how, you know, when you're moving the weight in the gym, you should always be trying to do it as quick as possible. You want to try and move the weight fast. Obviously, controlling the eccentric phase, but even if the weight doesn't move fast, the intent should be to move fast so you're recruiting more muscle fibers and getting more um, out of that rep. But with exercises such as squats and deadlifts that are hard exercises that take a lot of time and energy, if we're doing high rep sets, it's very easy to get to six, seven, eight reps and then just try and get the reps done just for the sake of finishing the set. But if you're thinking about perfect rep every rep, I guarantee you'll be very surprised at how much more efficient you can be with your training how much more, you know, how much better of a workout you can actually get um, from doing, you know, maybe less weight, less reps, and just focusing on quality over quantity, like we do with everything, like we should be doing with our nutrition as well, and our recovery and our sleep. Um, it all applies and it all works. Okay, so that is number five, um, and I might also throw in this bonus little tip or this little fact as well about the the hip thrust, um, the exercise hip thrust, because I know a lot of people don't do it, and probably just because they don't know how to set up properly, um, but. Hip thrust has been proven to improve speed more than squats or deadlifts. Um, and this is taken from a study that I, I, I was looking through or, or kind of hearing about at a conference with Brett Contreras, who's been a guest on the, on the podcast before. Feel free to go back and have a listen to that episode. That was extremely beneficial in terms of um, you know using our glutes. Again, very, it ties in with this episode, so I may even link it um, in the bottom of this one. Um, but he really nailed it and um, he showed us this study that, that proved that. So that is quite interesting, I thought, and um, hopefully you think it's interesting too. Otherwise, I've just wasted the last 60 seconds talking for no reason. But thank you for tuning in. I'm going to quickly run over those five tips again just to remind you. So number one is release the hip flexors, improve hip mobility. Number two is externally rotate your feet and or knees on lower body movements such as squats, lunges, deadlifts, 
hip thrusts, etc. Number three is activate or wake up your glutes before you start your workout. Number four, think about drawing belly button in towards the spine to maintain a neutral pelvis. And number five, focus on your form. Think perfect rep, every rep, and that is it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, night, whenever it is when you listen to this show, and make sure you tune in again next week for the next episode. Thanks so much, guys.